Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Friday, December 4th, 2020, brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best at what he does. Best dentist I've ever gone to, the only dentist I've gone to the last 27 years. Give him a call. You'll be so happy you did. 317-849-2933. Huge football weekend in central Indiana. First, you got the Hoosiers in Wisconsin, up in Madison. Indiana wins this game if Ohio State doesn't play, or if they lose, Indiana has a, a path to Indianapolis for the uh, Big Ten football championship. It, it, it gets complicated from there. If Ohio State doesn't, doesn't play, the Big Ten may screw up the whole thing, right? According to Wisconsin AD Barry Alvarez, they may screw it all up and send Ohio State to the Big Ten championship anyway so that they will be held in higher regard by the college football championship people. I think that's abhorrent. One set of rules for 14 teams. If this was Indiana, if Indiana had beaten Ohio State there is, and, and had only played a few games, there is no way that the Big Ten steps in, even thinks about changing the rules in order to allow Indiana to come to Indianapolis so it could buffet its college football playoff resume. Those words almost don't even come out of your mouth. To tell you the truth, let's talk about the Colts. The Colts, they signed a putter, Ryan Allen. Allen signed to the practice squad, which makes you think that the Colts believe that Rigoberto Sanchez may at some point this regular season return to the roster and, and resume his putting duties and kickoff duties and holding duties and all of that stuff as these last five games transpire. Anthony Costanzo, we still don't know. He didn't practice at all yesterday. And we're hoping beyond hope that that knee heals the uh, strained uh, MCL. If it heals, then he's on the field and he got 74 out there instead of 62. And no offense to LaRaven Clark, but nobody wants to see LaRaven, especially Phillip Rivers, does not want to see 62 as the only guy between J.J. Watt and him. That is not what Phillip Rivers wants to see on Sunday in Houston. I think the Colts have a hell of a chance of winning this game. The, the Texans, without Will Fuller and, and without Brandon Roby, this is a depleted team. Uh, you, you saw what Deshaun Watson did last weekend. He was absolutely stupendous last weekend, and he's been great this season. 68.9% uh, completion percentage, 24 TDs, 5 interceptions, Watson is playing really, really good football for a not-so-good football team. Houston, 31st against the run, 31st running. They don't run it. They don't stop the run. The Colts, they stop the run, and they love to run the football. We'll talk about what the picks are for this game when we visit. And I did this earlier because it's dark, and you don't want to talk to a darkened orb, for God's sake. And so we'll talk about the picks for this game in just a little bit. Um, Purdue, they host Valparaiso tonight at Mackey Arena. That game at 7 o'clock. Purdue is 16.5-point favorite. We'll also talk about this with the Orb. I like Purdue tonight, tell you the truth. Purdue likes to beat teams. And, and as a team that likes to beat teams, I think Purdue is a, uh, is a solid play tonight. The Knight Commission. Interesting stuff yesterday, although, my God, I, does the NCAA really listen to them? Does, do the college football kind of elders listen to them? What the Knight Commission has recommended 
is that college football and the NCAA separate at the, BC, uh, at the FBS level. What that means is that there should be a new governing body for college football separate from the governing body from the rest. And this is where you get into the NIL stuff. And what, what these people, this is an imperfect solution, all right? There's no doubt that the NCAA it should not be tasked with running this wide array of athletic options, right? Because the NCAA is just not built for that. What they, they do a nice job as an eligibility clearinghouse, making rules, adjudicating things. It, it, and what the NCAA is, is kind of that paper tiger that everybody looks at and blames for everything. They're not. It, the NCAA is run by those who run the universities who comprise its membership. That's the way this thing works. It's not about the NCAA and Mark Emmert lording over the uh, college athletic uh, landscape from on high. This is where universities come together to legislate itself. And they've done a terrible job at that. There's no doubt about it. However, at, at the FBS level, however, what's got to happen is righteousness has to prevail in the minds of those who run college athletics, right? And those tasked by those universities to run college athletics. It hasn't happened. Does the NCAA need to, to say college football, go run yourself? Sure, but then what happens to college basketball? I know nobody wants to separate college basketball from the NCAA because then what happens to March Madness, right? Do you separate somebody from, like Valpo, we were, speaking of Valpo, we remember Bryce Drew's shot to beat Florida, right? That was tremendous. We remember Butler, you know, when it was a member of the Horizon League going to back-to-back -back national championship games. Those are wonderful stories, and they kind of flavor. They're the flavor of college basketball in March. That defines March Madness. You had George Mason going to the Final Four, uh, VCU going to the Final Four, a bunch of upset stories, teams going to the Final Four, and, and that's the good stuff. Right, And you don't want to remove that from the fabric of the NCAA tournament or whatever the championship of college basketball would be called. But it doesn't work. It's big business, college football is. College basketball, in a lot of places, is big business. And the NCAA is not capable of running it in a fair way, nor has it ever been run fairly. So maybe you just leave, as it, leave it as it is, and you call it imperfect. Or maybe you do separate college football, but then I don't know what you do with college basketball at a place like Indiana where college basketball is kind of the athletic flavor or the athletic straw that stirs the drink. Um, that's the question. There are questions about this. How would it affect Title IX? If you take those 85 scholarships and peel them away from the NCAA stuff, how does that affect scholarships? For women, it doesn't. Because why would why would it? It doesn't have to. The, the Title IX isn't an NCAA mandate; it's a federal law. So it, it, that would this would have no effect on that. What about NILs and college basketball? Great question that we've already addressed. Is this a step toward total separation of those FBS level athletic departments from the NCAA? That's a step I think a lot of people would want to see taken. However, how do you then put together an NCAA tournament, a, a March Madness type thing, which is really 
it is the, it's not just so important for the kids and for the universities. It's also incredibly important for uh, the financial well-being of the NCAA. Right now, what you've got is a really imperfect system, but it is profitable for everybody involved. And that usually is where the rubber meets the road. Uh, let's talk about the Orb picks for this weekend. All right, we talked about Purdue and Valpo. I love Purdue as a 16.5-point favorite. I think they beat Valpo badly uh, tonight at, Ma- at Mackey. IU in Wisconsin tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. Indiana, a 14-point underdog. I got to tell you, not only do I like IU to cover, I like IU to win outright. I think IU's defense is going to raise all kinds of hell tomorrow. I, I think Mertz is going to throw it to Indiana a bunch of times. Indiana leads college football in interceptions. I think Indiana takes the plus 450 as a money line and makes people a lot of money. Hope I'm right. Um, You got the Rams at Arizona on Sunday afternoon. The Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point dogs. I love it. I love the over of 48-and-a-half. I think Kyler Murray is exactly the kind of guy that Aaron Donald hates to play against. I think Arizona covers this game. They got a couple of great receivers in DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald. I think Arizona covers. Um, Purdue against Nebraska on Saturday. Purdue's a one-point favorite at Ross-Aiden Stadium. I love Purdue in this game. I think they win that game and and, uh, also cover. Seattle plays against the Giants in Seattle. Uh, Jones may sit. The Giants, they are 10-point dogs. I love the Seahawks, minus 10 in Seattle. They play great football in Seattle, as everybody knows. Uh, The Colts are at Houston, minus 3.5. I like this despite the fact that Houston has a money line edge with ESPN's kind of computer simulation. I don't care. I think the Colts match up really, really well against the Texans. I I pick them to win. I pick them to cover. And uh, the over-under at 51 The Orb has no opinion on the over-under. That's going to be a close call. Uh, The Orb loves the Jets versus the Ravens. Loves the Jets not just to cover the nine or eight and a half, depending on where you bet this game. Loves the money line. Uh, The Jets over-under is 47. The Orb takes the over. There you go. I think earlier I said I about these. These are not my picks. These are the Orb's picks. Please understand that. This is using the the metaphysical standing of an orb out in the backyard who always has opinions on gambling issues, and and the orb has made these picks. I was going to say he, but we're really not sure. We we haven't done the check on the orb to make sure its gender or its gender identity has been confirmed. And frankly, we've never asked because it's none of our business really doesn't change the way we feel about the orb in one way or another, does it? Uh, The Bears play Detroit. They're at Soldier Field. Uh, The Bears have lost five straight. The Lions have lost four of five. Neither are playing good football. Daryl Bevel, the interim coach for the Lions, good Lord. Uh, The Detroit Lions are three-point dogs. I got to tell you, I like the Bears minus three in this one. Um, We'll see what happens. But I, I like the Bears. I just think that the... The Lions are lost 
at this point. And as you go on the road into dark and dank Chicago in, in December, I think that's a tough place to play football. And it's tough to get yourself emotionally at that sort of fever pitch to be able to compete if you're a team like the Detroit Lions. So there you go. Uh, the picks are Bears, Jets, picks of the orb. Colts, Seattle, Purdue, Purdue basketball, IU at Wisconsin, and the, uh, the Cardinals. Moneyline picks, take the Jets, I know, odd, and take Indiana. There you go. You want to make some real money. The orb has spoken, as he always says. Birthdays, let's celebrate some birthdays. Lisa Holcomb, happy birthday. Pamela Bonnet, happy birthday. Mark Ratner, Red Cochran, Rex Wiper, happy birthday. Uh, Ed Stoner, and the great Richard Talley. Richard Tilly, happy birthday. Tilly's a good word. We like Tilly. Tilly's a good name for a girl. I don't know, not last name. Obviously, uh, Richard is a wonderful name for a guy, too. But Tilly, hey, Tilly, come here. I, I guess that's short for Matilda. I don't know, but I like it. Tilly, if I had a daughter, and the odds of that happening are, are I got to tell you, they're slight at this point. Tilly would be the name of the kid. There you go. Uh, if today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If, hey, Rex, how you doing? Happy birthday, brother. Uh, if today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment today. Inside Indiana Sports, we're going to talk sports. What do you think we're going to do? We do it every day, and we do it with the absolute latest information and insight. Just what, hey, subscribe. How about that? Subscribe to this if you enjoyed it. Why wouldn't you, right?